Yeah. You're also super robot-y. One second. I'm going to try to change our server here. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. U.S. Let's go to U.S. West. Wait, Central. you're changing your server for what? Is this better? Hello? Hello? Can you speaky? Oh, Joel's gone. Uh-oh. I'm not hearing you at all now. Well, now that he's gone, I get to talk shit. Can I hear you Joel, now? Joel, you stink. Hello? You no Joshua? good, Joel. Hello, Joshua? I don't hear you, by the way. <sighs> okay, it's been too long. Where is he? Joel? Hello? Hello. Oh, you're back. I'm back. I had to also jump out and jump back in. Okay. Oof, that was a close one, Joel. Yeah. Scary. You became a robot there for a second. Yeah. I, I'm glad I found you before the podcast started. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to J&J Lose the Plot, a podcast about two friends just hanging out watching movies. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel, and this week we're talking about Pocoroso. Yeah, the 1992 Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film? Ghibli film? Hmm. I don't know. What did the polls say? So, yeah, okay. We we didn't know exactly how to pronounce it. I kind of bounced back and forth between Ghibli and Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, I started saying Ghibli because right. the um, the way it's pronounced in Japan, which mm-hmm. um, this studio is based in, uh, is Jibari. Okay. I believe is how it is. Jibari. Um, right. So Ghibli would be more accurate. But right. in... Italy, um, Ghibli, Ghibli is a word, and it's pronounced Ghibli. Oh. Yeah. So, I'll just go with Ghibli, because that just sounds, I don't know. Yeah, Studio Ghibli mean. sounds better, but I mm-hmm. guess Ghibli might be more accurate. I, th- I feel I'm like Ghibli sure. to me, like I feel like Gibbles is kind of like, it kind of sounds like a, a word for testicles. Right. And then you, got, you go, ah, oh, you hit me right in the Ghibli. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it that's kinda fair. It kind of sounds like. I don't know. To me, that's just that's just me, though. I don't think that makes any sense, but it's just. What <laughs> that's you know what that is a fair, <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we actually put out a poll, a real quick poll on our Facebook and Twitter about uh, how to pronounce it. We had a couple of people. We had quite a few people uh, answer. Chime in. Um, we had about thirty to forty in total. Versus, uh, like with. Um, wow. Facebook and Twitter. Really? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed the Twitter ones. Um, on Facebook, we have seventy-five percent pronouncing it Ghibli versus twenty-five right. is Ghibli. Okay. And then on Twitter, we have fifty-three is Ghibli and forty-seven is Ghibli. Huh. So it's a little bit more even over on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why. So. Yeah. Well, majority rules on both, so it's so, Ghibli. Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess <laughs> if you get mad at us, listen, our fans told us to pronounce it Ghibli, okay? Yeah, we're sorry. We're, we're sorry. We're just the voice of the people. We're sorry. Yeah, we're just elective officials that do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen this movie, I will do a quick, like, one or two sentence synopsis of it, and we're going to jump in uh, to talking about spoilers and everything about the movie. So, um, yeah. Be prepared for that. I'm prepared. Okay. With the help of a very talented mechanic, our main character, Porco Rosso, 
a man who was cursed to be a pig, prepares to take revenge against the fearsome sky pirates and the man who shot down his plane. That's pretty much the gist of the entire movie, I'd say. Yeah. Um, there isn't like a crazy plot in this movie. No. Um, which is, I think, a little different from most Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah. Um, Miyazaki usually has very in-depth, intense stories, I find. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that's nece- not necessarily the case. I mean, no, Kiki's Delivery Service is, is pretty lighthearted And like the, wind, well, but... the other plane movie, The Wind Rises, is kind yeah. of the same, kind of open-ended um, story. But I, I thought that this movie was very good. Um, I don't know why more people don't talk about this movie. I feel like it's kind of underrated as far as yeah. Ghibli movies go. Um, I think my my impressions though was, I don't know, lukewarm. Yeah. Um, I think like I always expect kind of like a a slice of life story from Ghibli movies, right? But this one felt more fantastic. But then because there was really? no, well, like fantastical, like in like I don't know, like things are kind of more extreme. Okay. Like, well, not. I mean, I guess like Spirit Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Right. Yeah. I, I guess they felt a bit slower, where this one was more like Castle in the Sky, where I find with action more like action flicks, I kinda expect a bit more story, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think overall for me it, it didn't really hit the notes that I wanted it to hit. Okay, interesting. And I think not addressing like how he got cursed and whether or not it was solved, like I don't know, I feel like a big part of his character was the curse and we never really talked about it yeah he kind of just like became a pig for i i think that that was part of the charm for it to me right uh was that we didn't uh learn how and we just yeah we just and because it wasn't important to the story either yeah right It, it wasn't an important part of the story or part of the plot that he was transformed into a pig it didn't give him any extra ability or come into play at any point um he we just kind of jump right into the movie with him already being this yes pig man and <laughs> uh he kind of just deals with it and lives with that yeah i mean i, I would have yeah but i think they brought it up too much for it to not be part of the story okay like i feel like like cuz at the start i just thought he was a pig like i didn't think he was cursed right be cursed and then they brought it up and they kind of talked about how sad it was Mm-hmm. And like why, and then he was like, "I never found out why." And it's just like, but it does to me. It doesn't really make sense to add that element and then not do something with it, right? Uh, it just felt like, but why? Why is he like? Why is he a pig? Why not? Like, why anything else? Why is no one else something? Like, I, that, it just opens up questions to me. I think that it was um, m- supposed to more be a symbol. Right. Uh, for him being pig-headed and kind of brash and not really mm-hmm. caring about his responsibilities and um, his actions. So yeah. that way, at the end of the movie, when you are hinted that he does turn back into a human, you realize he kind mm-hmm. of gets over that. And yeah. uh, it, it's just more of a symbolic thing of him getting past that uh, yeah. stubbornness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's just not as heavy-handed as I'm used to. So it's right. like... Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I completely th- get why you would dislike that, though, because I, I, now yeah. that you say that, I guess they do bring it up a little bit more often than I was kind of remembering, but... 
Yeah. I didn't and mind. Can I ask you something? Sure. Did you watch the subtitled version or English version? I actually watched the English version. Yeah, because it's and not good voice acting. No. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. because yeah, for me, I think the very first time I watched it, which was you know, a while ago, mm-hmm. was uh, subtitles. And I remember liking right. the movie. And then I watched it last night, and I was like, whoa, I don't. Uh, and like, yeah. I wanted to like it. The animation is beautiful. The designs are beautiful. Uh, the planes, like, obviously, Miyazaki's like obsessed with planes. Right. Can, like, there's some shots that you're just like, doesn't really move the story forward. It's just a nice plane. Yeah. Shot. Um. So it, you can tell the love is there for that. Um. But yeah, yeah the voice the... acting, and then when we get to the it- Italian scenes. Oh my how god. Did that, how did that rub you? Yeah, it was a real weird. Uh, a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. It was very... I kind of want to mimic it, but I also don't really want to. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It is a, it yeah. is a very Super Mario type of impression. Yeah, it's like... It's just picture like your friend being drunk, being like... I'm doing a Mario impression, and that's, that's, that's what we got. That's pretty movie. much what it was. I mean, even the characters that weren't supposed to be Italian, uh, they're cartoony, like over-the-top voice acting really sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pirates in particular, I thought, were real yes, bad. Oh my God. Like, I don't even, yeah, uh, yeah. The the voice acting was really rough and kind of hard to get past. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it I, knocked me out of the movie. I yeah. probably should have like stopped it and and but I was, I didn't feel like reading. I yeah, I was I was really busy this weekend. I'm I normally sit down and watch the subbed version, mm-hmm. but I've been just so busy that I had to multitask this week while watching the movie. So I watched the dub because there's no, there would have been no way I, I would be able to sit down and watch it and pay attention mm-hmm. enough to read and watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, which really sucks because I, I really like to f- put my full attention to uh, a yeah, movie well, when I, I like watch the, it. So the just the the um, translations are never really like right. I feel like they miss certain things that would just like because the stories are so subtle. Uh, that yeah, the language they use is very important, and mm-hmm. when the when the translations misses the tone or something, it just shifts the movie. Like right, because I feel like Marco the pig like didn't ever have an emotional shift in his speech. Like he was never excited or scared mm-hmm. or worried or angry. Like his animation was right, but his voice never inflected. Which from. is strange because I guess that was Michael Keaton. Yeah, but I think like and... you know not to not to. Like voice actors can do a wonderful job by themselves, but if like the voice director wasn't into it, right? Like if he wasn't giving him, like if you just give him a sheet of lines, that's Michael true. Keaton might yeah. not know what to read, so he no, did that's probably true. best. But if the direction wasn't there, then mm-hmm. yeah. And I think didn't Miyazaki like hate the very first translated movie? Probably. Like, I, I I would I think not there be was surprised. Something, um, I feel like there was something like the very first one was translated, and he like stopped it and it took disney like a few years to like convince him to let him try again right i i you know what i'm actually gonna look that up because um yeah a lot of the other ghibli uh translated movies the dubbed ones are pretty Mm -hmm. good like they're they're usually uh pretty well done so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering because this is a newer movie maybe they weren't teamed up with disney at the time for the dub so they went with somebody else to um, market in America. Yeah, I think this was, I think this one was Disney though. Cause it's 92. Yeah. I'll, I'll check. Yeah. It might not like too like, even if it's Disney, they might not have scored well, like with North American audiences. So they just like, didn't put their best effort on. They were right. just like, yeah, we'll slap a few name actors on there and 
hope for the best. Let's see. Okay. It looks oh. like there are actually two different versions of this movie dubbed. Oh. So that completely makes one? sense. We probably watched the really bad version. Right, yeah. Because there is a JAL dub and then right. there's a Disney dub. Oh. The Disney dub has Mar Michael Keaton, Carl, uh, Carrie Lewis, who is fantastic, uh, mm. Brad Garrett, um, Frank Welker. So some great voice actors there. So you yep. know what? I bet you they uh, we watch the really crappy version. Yeah. Well, at least we watched the same version. That's true. So we can comment on it. The same <laughs> yeah, time. it was really bad. Yeah. You know what? I'm very curious to go back and rewatch it now with the Disney yeah, I dub probably because watch it again, I yeah. would probably enjoy it more. I mean, even more than that, I I should probably just go back when I have time to watch the Japanese original the version. One, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll probably do that just to compare it because mm -hmm. I was really like I just I was. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it yeah. was rough. Mm -hmm. And there there wasn't much of a score. Yeah, yeah, I thought that the score was serviceable, but it wasn't I, I was disappointed by the score, I think only because I'm used to being spoiled by the amazing scores in all the Ghibli movies. Yeah, like usually it's like I listen to the soundtrack after the movie. Uh, yeah, this, this one was but pretty But this one I feel like the only songs, I mean the theme song is recognizable. Mhm. Mm um and but like aside from the theme song and the song that plays like during the airplane battles, like the more intense one. Right. I don't know if there's that many more than that. Yeah, there. There. Because during the silent scenes, there isn't even like a soft piano in the background. Or no. Anything. Yeah. So I, I actually also had that noted that it was just kind of serviceable. It, it wasn't really fantastic, like a lot of the other Miyazaki films yeah, are. Yeah, and I, I tried. And I tried to make sense of it because, like, it's not his first film. No. Like, it's not their first film, so. So I was like, well, why would they choose to do that? And I'm like, did they use it for emotional beats? So like, did you, they put the music for like airplane battles? Possibly. When he sees the, his love interest, like, but I'm like, but then they didn't, I don't know. They just, I don't know. I guess for me, it just fell flat, but maybe. Yeah. I, I, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what, um, if it changes between versions, because maybe the audio just got messed up between maybe. like the, yeah. But I, I, but I, I will say when the score was good, it, I think it was really, really good and really yes. helped it. Um, yeah. And the art, as as always, the animation is fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, unbelievable what they what they did with this movie. Yeah, um, the scene where that he like and like he's picking up bullets and inspecting them, and it's just on his hands when he's like, oh my god, in the night. I was just like, oh come on, like that's just. It, like drawing a hand is hard enough, but drawing like multiple hands handling small objects, right? Like, and then and whew. then also like the even the objects how they don't change shape as he's rotating them. Like it looks like a solid mm -hmm. object the entire time. Like that's yeah, extremely that, hard like, to do, right? Mm -hmm. So the yep. the discipline and the amount of time and work they must Disney have put into it was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, I also like I think one of my favorite shots is, um when they're flying over top like through the countryside and it's like the mm -hmm. pov of the plane and you can see like you're going like over the rolling hills and the mountains and the sky and then you go over to the sea because it's right. really long shot it's absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and then 
Um, I think my favorite part, though, was when he's telling the story of his uh, time in World War One. Right, like before it turned into a pig. Right, and how he crashed the plane, and he, but really it was kind of like flying itself. He's up in these clouds, mm. and he all of his yeah, um, for, like his partners start joining him, and then they keep floating up, and right, uh, they're dead. They, they die, and they go to heaven, yeah. and he's kind of stuck in this limbo, and then slowly comes back down to earth, and it's. Yeah so beautifully done and mm-hmm. also tragic yeah like this this movie feels more like a tragedy than anything else it's a like a comedy mm-hmm. tragedy it's it's I, I think that they did a really great job with a lot of the emotional beats in this story right and i think that's why it works so well for me is right. even during those kind of slower moments or the, the fact that this plot isn't too in depth um, they're still able to have these emotional moments in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like I, yeah. Now I just want to watch the the yeah <laughs> the other one because I feel like like thinking about the visuals. I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. But, uh, yeah, so it really is was the voice acting that just like, yeah kicked me right out. And man, Miyazaki really loves planes. Hey, yeah, he does. Uh, like the the thing that stands out to me the most i think with the whole plane motif is when fio is talking about the planes to the pirates mm-hmm. and how uh they should be like honoring them and how they're yeah. they're, they're going to like destroy porco rosso's plane and she's like yeah. why would you do that that's oh she says something that's crazy she says dishonorable i think yeah it i i wrote it she down means of the air the air um, pirate code or something right Okay, I wrote it down. She says, every time they fly, the ocean, the sky purify their hearts so they're braver mm-hmm. than any pilot in the sky and mightier than any sailor in the sea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so... Like, it's all about the seaplanes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so crazy because a lot of the times in World War One, those, like, war is kind of villainized, rightfully so. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe villainized is, is uh, the, not a proper term but it, it's it's shown as being very dark but mm-hmm. uh miyazaki's love for these aircraft just kind of transcends that and he really yeah. romanticizes these planes, the planes. right and yeah. and it becomes like an escape for all of the characters like mm-hmm. every single character they basically it, train i mean it makes sense they trained like their whole lives to do that and then the war is over right so they're like what now so they use exactly to do what they know so i think it's just fantastic um storytelling and kind of world building as well yeah i think the world building for me the storytelling again for me because like so let's just go through characters because like sure yeah for characters i mean mm-hmm. we had we, they had quite a cast but nobody really major except marco and uh, Theo. right everybody else was kind of like introduced and then and then quickly ditched um like I just don't find they really had that much character growth because, like, I guess Marco, like, is, like, you know, a loner and a lone wolf and stuff. But mm-hmm. I guess it just didn't feel extreme enough for it to be so bad. Yeah, that's... That... Like, because he did, he did save the, the little girls. And he, I, I know he took half the money from the, the, the guys, right. basically. But, like, and it feels he like save them. Yeah, it feels like he's being a hero to for the money like he's a bounty hunter right 
So yeah, he, but he's doing it. He's doing it for good reasons, though, right? right? Um, and so then throughout the like... the movie, he's kind of shown as a pig, both physically and uh, like Towards mentally. Women. Yeah, and then throughout, he kind of grows and changes a little bit. I mean, even when he goes to that uh, family's house in Italy and he's hiding out there, uh, Theo is the one, is the mechanic behind it, and he says mm-hmm. something like he, he doubts her because she's a woman. Yeah, and and then on top of that, the people that are fixing his plane, his plane are it's, it's a team of women. Yeah, right. Like it's it's literally only women doing this, and he, the reason he escapes is because of these women. And then uh, you're also kind of introduced to the fact that him and Gina kind of have this. Um, well, they won't. They right. Yeah, they kind of have this love. Uh, like yeah, but it, it was told know. to us though, not shown. So I think that's where I'm. I'm. I'm having a hard time with this, like accepting this movie because I feel like a lot of the character growth was told and not really because i i actually thought that it was shown a little bit more than told yeah because you kind of get their flirtiness when they're sitting at the table in the bar um Mm -hmm. and you kind of get a little bit of their history and you know that they're friends from that conversation they're not together yeah and then later on when uh oh what's his name the the american Mm-hmm. When he goes over to kind of pick up Gina and hit on her, he dresses yeah. up fancy and he goes there to kind of win her heart. And she says that she's waiting for somebody. She, you know, he always kind yeah. of shows up, That's but what I never mean, stays. And but but you're also not like told. It's, you're not like, oh, I can't do it. I'm in love with Porco Rosso. It's it's mm-hmm. it's. She's like, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm waiting for somebody to you know love me back i'm I'm still kind of hoping yeah. and then you're shown the plane and that's when he realizes that it's him yeah and that, i think that's when the audience is supposed to realize too and that's when i realized it yeah but i, I there was was there a payoff though for that like because he he didn't really like let her go per se no you know, like no but i think that he also realized like he, he, um the american when they're fighting says that to Parco Rosso and then at the end what we can assume is the ultimate sacrifice kind right. of giving that up which is a tragedy for Gina because every man that she's loved was this fighter pilot and who has yeah died in in like you know in the war or on duty flying these planes right right so i think that there is payoff with that yeah wait so did he die at the end I assume so. Um, we don't get. Uh, he. We were just told that he. Nobody's ever heard from him again. Yeah. And the American I guess, yeah, goes and then, back. And then you get a and, shot. You see the shot after the credits. Yeah. Because he is flying upwards. Ex- in, exactly. In That's what I had assumed, right? Because he goes yeah. up into the clouds. So okay. I, well, that makes a bit more sense, I guess. Yeah. Like, he, like final sacrificed for other people. Right. So yeah, for so for me it it did work, and again it is left open ended, so you don't really exactly know. I I, I mean it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty much implied that he does not survive. Yeah, but yeah, so I thought that the plot was pretty good. I don't think it was fantastic or amazing, and I don't think no. that that's the thing I'm going to take away from this movie. But I no. think that 
It's definitely like it was definitely a, a more visual medium. Yes, than a, yeah. A movie than a. I think that the the slower plot and simple ideas that happen pl- mm-hmm. uh, play in favor to a lot of the slow uh, characterization and the masterful art that is happening. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I can definitely enjoy it for that. And yeah. again. I think my review would be much different if the voice acting was better because I would have actually paid attention. Yeah, to yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I, I'm I'm sure that it's going to be much better in the other version. I'm yeah. I'm positive because some of the some of the voice acting in this was just so cartoony and off. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, what did you think of Fio? I think she was uh, probably the better character. Yeah, I like her like sassiness, and I like that she was like really smart, and they didn't mm-hmm. really flaw her that much right um yeah i think she was great um she was a great like counter to his yeah kind of like stubbornness because she was also stubborn but like for good yeah that's exactly Um, uh my thoughts my thoughts too because because he's so stubborn he's she's almost the complete opposite of him Uh, so i thought that the two of them really worked together and i think miyazaki really has a history of making these strong female leads mm-hmm. um and he's been doing it for years so uh, it's fantastic he was really ahead of his time yeah. and it, it's crazy that you can watch this movie and not know when it was made yeah because because all, all of his movies feel so timeless they're mm-hmm. it's both a like piece in history but a fantasy story as well yeah like it's all like all of his movies are, are rooted in some sort of reality, but it's like a twisted own, you know, Miyazaki mm-hmm. version of, of reality yeah. where yeah. the you you're kind of watching the flashbacks and the uh, World War One one scenes, the planes and the setting really feels real mm-hmm. and almost accurate to, you know, what actually happened in World War One. And then when you kind of skip ahead, it's still like a few years later but the planes are very different and more futuristic and kind of yeah fantastical well Uh, yeah it's a bit more like dreamy yeah and then at the end of the movie you kind of get this epilogue of the future and they're kind of they're in these completely um like super sleek futuristics yeah (laughs) planes there's no propellers or anything like that Mm -hmm. um so you, so it, I, it's so strange that it's this, fan, like perfect blend of fantasy and reality. Yeah, I think it's it. It's always extremely well done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. um. So this this movie was actually based on a three part manga. I don't know if you know this, but it was oh, really? a Miyazaki watercolor manga. Oh, okay. And uh, I was actually looking at some of it, and it's it's really well done as well. Mm. Um, but this movie had a budget of nine point two million dollars, right? And grossed fifty nine. Oh, wow. so there pretty go. good. Um, yeah. that's your that's been. You know your... what we should do? What we should eventually watch a movie that has a book, but also read the book, so that we all that would go, oh, actually be nice. so great. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be really really cool. Yeah, and you know if they have multiple dubbed versions, we should get the good one and not the bad one. Yeah, I probably should have looked that up. Yeah, before okay. I didn't look it up either. That's fine. Sorry, audience. It's okay. I hope you watched a good one. Sorry, audience. Sorry. Uh, but you know we, what? We if, goofed it again. If you guys have uh any feedback about that and and would like to talk about so talk to us about uh what you thought about Porco Rosso or 
which version you like to watch. Um, and, mm. and or if you want to tell me that one. I have a simple mind. Yes, please let us uh, let us know about our simple minds and mm-hmm. contact us and uh, chat with us through our Facebook and Twitter at J and J Lose the Plot. Uh, which, speaking of, we actually put a, a, out a question each week Ooh, uh, yeah. pertaining to the movie that we're going to be watching, and uh, we asked you guys what your favorite Studio Ghibli movie was, and we got quite a few answers. Um, do you want to head over to Facebook, and I'll head to Twitter? I will. Doing that right now. All right. I'll just sing you a little song. It's very beautiful. Okay, we got one answer on Twitter, but we have a bunch on Facebook. Um, so our Twitter response is from Johnny Anderson. He says, Spirited Away. It's an absolute masterpiece and the few films to beat Disney for the best animated film Oscar, which is very oh. true. Yeah. Um, Mr. Anderson. Disney usually kind, kind of has a, uh, I guess not as much lately, but a lot of the times they're kind of, uh, they kind of have a monopoly or, or uh, not a monopoly. Uh, monopoly is always used for Disney, so I said monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they always win the Oscar for animated feature, but yes. um, well, there was something like like they the judges the I think there's like four or five judges for animation in Oscars, and they all said that like they don't watch the movies; they just go with the kids is the favorite thing. Yeah, was. So, like, that's like when when Frozen came out. One of the people on the Academy said. He didn't watch Frozen, but he knows his daughter loved it, so I'm voting for Frozen. Yeah. Which is awful. That's the worst thing you could do. Like, yeah. it, oh, I, I hate that so much. Yeah. So eventually, um, hopefully, we'll, we'll see a, a good, you know, yeah. presentation. And there's I mean, some fun, there's some great animation out there that Spider-verse, Oscars. Spider-Verse won it yeah. last year, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably just because it got media buzz, though. Again, I don't know if they actually like. Yeah, I'm curious. I I, I feel like ugh. the one that gets the most media buzz is the one that's gonna win. Yeah, that's true. But but the thing is, Spider Verse also didn't do great at the. I mean, it did good at the box office, but it wasn't like yeah. a smash hit like it should have been, right? Yeah. But like in the film industry, though, it like it rippled for the, how little like marketing it got. Right. It rippled. Hard, and so I think it just got a lot of press and right. People. I think it's universally praised, but again, uh-huh. compared to a lot of other movies, the the box office wasn't crazy. No. Um. Let me. Uh, you know what? We'll take a. We'll we'll veer away from the plot real quick. Oh. It made three hundred seventy-five million. Right. Which is pretty good. It's pretty good, but not like an Avengers. But movie. if you're comparing it to a another 2018 film which is the incredibles 2 that made 1.2 billion dollars oh wow wow okay yeah Yeah, i was expecting not that much of a gap right so again it is universally praised and it is my favorite Mm -hmm. movie of last year and one of my favorite movies of all time but it maybe they actually watched it this time wasn't a crazy success yeah um, compared to a lot of the other animated movies that came out. Right. But box office success doesn't always lead to good movies. Yeah. You know. It's just what people wanted to watch. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, back to uh, what we were Facebook? talking about. Yeah, let's let's jump back to Facebook. Uh, there's a bunch, so I'm not going to go over all of them. Okay. Um, but um, 
I mean, the uh, the one that mentioned a lot is Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Um, he's delivery service. They fought, fell in love with Procoroso and Hallow's Moving Castle. Um, here it says, uh, give a special shout out to less mainstream Ghibli movies. Marnie was there, Whisper of the Heart, right. Pa- from Ponyo. Pa- Hill. They're all like slower paced ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spirit Away again, Howl's Moving Castle. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I think Howl's Moving Castle is my favorite. Um, yeah. But I think for me, I got introduced with uh, Princess Mononoke. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, and I was, well, not a kid, I guess like, well, kid, 12, 14, mm-hmm. uh, that range. And I was kind of like, whoa, animation can be like, adult right and because the guy gets his arm shot off like within pretty early in the movie and i was like what's this yeah um so that kind of like started my like delve into like more japanese animated things right um so that's probably like kind of like just because of that reason that one's important but i think either castle in the sky or house moving castle is probably the one that i would more gladly put in the the time to rewatch again and again. Right. I, I think that House Movie Castle is my favorite. Um, but I think the one that I rewatch the most often is Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is very slice of life, like mm-hmm. calm, relaxing story. And I feel like it's very easy to watch. Yeah. Where House Moving Castle, I feel like I'm all, and, and even like Spirited Away, I feel like I'm like, I have to pay attention so yeah, extremely it's definitely close. More yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll actually real quickly just shout out everybody who, um, commented this oh, week sure. to on our Facebook. Uh, we have Deanna, Tanner, Chloe, PJ, Nicole, Chelsea, Yvonne, Ben, Janelle, Christy, Ruth, uh, Jesse and, uh, Eliana. Boom. That's all the names. Yeah. So thank Which you guys names, so much for all your responses and, uh, uh, we we really like hearing from you guys and mm-hmm. want to keep that well. covered. It's yeah, nice. it's nice to. And it, it reminds us of movies too that exist and like. Yeah, for sure. Like know, so I'm, much out there that I I really want to go know. and start watching all of the Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. movies now. So yeah, uh, thanks for that, everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to suggest a movie we should watch, go ahead. Um, maybe we'll put out a question soon asking you guys what you want us to watch and review next. Because yeah, I think that would be really fun to have like a an audience pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, follow us over on Twitter and Facebook at J and J Lose the Plot. Now, uh, do you want to do final thoughts before we jump into uh, everything else? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to see if you want if you saw the same thing when they were watching the movie in Italy, uh-huh. in Pocoroso, and it was clearly like a, a nineteen like twenties Disney animated like style, like it was the, right kind of like the the uh, Steamboat Willie style animation. And he says like, oh, this is a terrible movie. Do you think that was Miyazaki's like kind of like way of saying like Disney's kind of bad at making movies? I don't know. Maybe. This was in the 90s. Yeah. So in the early 90s, they were still kind of um, struggling, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what was the first 90s Disney movie. Well, Lion King was what, 94? 94. 95? So. 94. So it was before Lion King. Was Little Mermaid before Lion King? I think so. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. All right. I used to know this. That's but Google. Yeah, that's fine. Who, Rescuers Down Under was 1990. Right. Okay. 
Beauty and the Beast was 91, which is fantastic. Okay. And that was really kind mm-hmm. of the, you know, start of the silver era. Mm-hmm. And then Aladdin in 92, which is the same year as this movie. And then Lion King in 94. So okay. before this, it was um, kind of the lower end. Like Little Mermaid was right before, which is good. But then before mm-hmm. that, it was Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. The Great Mouse Detective, the Black Cauldron, Fox and the Hound. So that was kind of when they were Find lost. Their, their face again. Yeah, yeah. They they really didn't have like a good direction. They were kind of all over the place with their yeah. movies. So I mean, it definitely could have been. Yeah. Um, uh, it just seemed like it was like a hit on on Disney a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure because I mean they have a good relationship now. They do. Yeah. Now. So. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, all in all, I think that uh, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think that I would have enjoyed it better if the voice acting wasn't so bad. So I'm definitely gonna go yeah. back and rewatch it again with uh, the subbed version instead of the dubbed. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, what, I'll probably I'm curious. I'm probably gonna go try to find some clips from the Disney uh, dubbed version and see and compare it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think I have a similar. I didn't really, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really love it. Yeah. Uh, but I think again, it's probably due to the voice acting, so I should also try to watch it because mm-hmm. I remember loving it the first time. Right. So hmm. we'll have to try it again. Yeah, but that's a. I think for me, this is a solid B. A B. I'm gonna give it a sixty-three percent. Mm? With an asterisk saying, gotta watch again. Gotta watch it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Want to move, move over to news, Joel? Yeah, there's some big news this week. Oh, yeah, there is. Want to start? You can start. Okay. It's probably the same thing. Uh, Disney Plus starting? Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't going to talk about oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the launch of Disney Plus has been pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get Disney Plus, Joel? I did, obviously. Yeah, okay. I also did. What have you watched yeah. so far? Uh not like we haven't watched anything new. Like we haven't watched The Mandalorian or Okay. Like uh, we just literally like we just go back and we've watched Saturday morning cartoons or Gargoyle or Oh nice. Um we're kind of just going down down nostalgia lane, honestly. Uh because yeah. Like, we just put on a Disney movie while we're eating supper. Like, we'll just put on Aladdin or right. Tarzan or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I've i also been watching a lot of these um, classic Disney animated TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. I started watching a little bit of the original DuckTales. Yeah, uh, you watched that too. I watched... Boy, the 90s was a lot, eh? Oh, my God. So good. Chippendale yeah. Rescue Rangers. And, yes. Oh, Darkwing Duck. So, yes. so good. Um, yeah. and then I also watched the first two episodes of the Mandalorian, which is mm-hmm. very good. Um, yeah, I heard. Yeah. We'll definitely have to talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. next week, maybe. Or maybe when it's like all, when is it done? Is uh, it a 10 episode I think arc? it's, I think it's sometime in January. It'll all be done. Yeah. Let me, let's, let's wait till it's done. We can watch it all. And okay. You want to do an something. episode of it? I don't know. Maybe okay. not an episode, but just like a little, maybe a sidebar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll tune in for that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched any of the other Disney uh, originals yet, but I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what they're like. 
Um, and I also started watching uh, some reruns of the 80s X-Men movie, uh, X-Men TV shows. Ooh, yeah. So mm-hmm. good. I, I absolutely yeah. love them. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney Plus actually surpassed 10, 10 million subscribers in its first day. Yeah. I mean, million. it's not it's not surprising. It's $8 a no. month, which is like, that's like two coffees. Yeah. And it's a ton of nostalgia. Like, everyone's got something they want to watch on there. Mm-hmm. Like, Disney owns the world. Like, it's not even, like... It, it's crazy. And as much as, like, they're a titan, and I, I don't necessarily agree with Monopolies, like, they own everything. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they own... They definitely own a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they they own a lot of... I think that they were smart with a lot of the purchase that, purchase yeah, that they... Yeah, they own a lot of quality. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they bought a lot of the really successful things right now. Mm-hmm. And they kind of cherry picked those like big names that you kind of think of as event movies that mm-hmm. aren't really event movies anymore. If you think about it, I mean, yeah. Star Wars movies come out every year now. They used to be yeah. this thing that it was every few years a Star Wars movie would come out and then they would be done for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's kind of this thing where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see the new Star Wars movie this year. Yeah, every year. And yeah. then Marvel movies, they're talking about starting up doing five a year. Oh, my God. I'm going to get off that train real fast. That's crazy. Four or five it's too much. movies a you year You can't do quality insane. that way. Yeah. But the thing It'll, is, though, they, like, they can. Why Why couldn't well, they? they? Can, because they have they can have multiple teams doing multiple projects at oh, once, uh, of right? Course. Which is crazy. But I just crazy. mean, like, you're oversaturating the the demand right. of your... So, like, I think, I think they're, they're, like, the... the if you do too much, then the quality will decrease because, like, people will want less, so they'll put less funding into it. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Like, like, beep, 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 beep. I'm curious because ev- after every single Marvel movie, they just keep beating themselves. Smashing records. Yeah. yeah. So I that's mean, gross, though. They probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Which. Wow. But yeah, so Disney Plus has been kind of big. Yeah. No, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, it, I haven't even used it that much, but like, yeah, I, I knew it was gonna be big. Yeah, and to to like to to kind of like stave it off, I guess Netflix and Nickelodeon signed it like a pretty long deal, right? Like five or ten years, something like that. And then um, somebody else just signed with HBO. Yeah, probably HBO Max. I think because it's there. Who is it? Netflix has Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. I think they have Cartoon Network. Oh, that makes or sense. Or something like that. They're yeah. kind of like. HBO and Cartoon Network are kind of like the two networks that are like, yeah, just do it. Just put it on TV. That's mm-hmm. funny. Or yeah. sexy or violent or whatever. Thing that we're not allowed to see. Yeah. So. Uh, no, my big news was also Disney related, okay. but it's about them. Apparently they pulled the feature off release schedule. So they don't, they didn't say it was canceled, but they just said right. that it was not on schedule anymore yeah they did they pulled so a few it's all off, fox right? animation and stuff yeah they delayed nimona which i was kind of excited for that one because it's by um oh what's her name sorry no noel stevenson um she did she do shira yes she did yeah so yeah she's like they've been really like i don't know shira was just so great that i was excited yeah. to see kind of their graphic novel take on things um so wait, so, they they pulled off they they pulled off the schedule a bunch of Disney movies or was it movies it was that all were Fox movies, oh. Fox animation and like Blue Sky stuff because I think Blue Sky was doing Nanoma. 
Okay. Um, Interesting. But they're I, delayed. They're not canceled. They're just delayed. So I don't know if that means they're just giving them more time or if they're asking for um, story changes. or. That's, I just hope they're not sticking their fingers into it too much. Yeah, that's kind of scary a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I it, it really sucks that these... I mean, Blue Sky was a part of Fox, which is this huge company, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. sure Blue Sky itself wasn't crazy huge compared to what Disney is. No, I mean, exactly. their, their movies for sure seem smaller, so it kind of sucks that these mm-hmm. these different studios don't get to you know make the movies that they set out to make. So I, I'm yeah. hoping that it this is just. A blip, a blip, and maybe it's a I mean, rework. It could, be, or... it could be an injection of funds, and they just want to do more. We don't, like there's nothing. That's true. I mean, there's nothing more, but it... I usually history's shown that it's not usually not good. Right. So have have you heard of this movie, Spies in Disguise? Yeah, that's coming out soon. If it's not out already, mm-hmm. um, and so, that yeah. is a blue sky movie, but it's being advertised like crazy by Disney, by Disney. Mm-hmm. and it's so bizarre yeah. and weird to see this movie be advertised by Disney because it does not feel like a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, both it's definitely, in yeah, it's def- it's budget not a, and yeah. story. Yeah. And, I mean, even the design really doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it is really kind of strange to see this pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I hope that it is not so that they can make it Disney. I hope right. that they don't try to stick their hands in too oh, much. And, and yeah change yeah, those need, projects like, change but disney's pretty hard up on their brand though yeah so I which be is surprised. which sucks um yeah i i think that it could be really fun to have this own separate animation studio that is able to kind of be themselves and be separate mm-hmm. pixar felt that way for a really long time i feel like it's starting yeah. to kind of blend into being disney yeah well i again, mean they definitely found a formula that works for right them and They've kind of recycled right. It now. Pa- so pa- always beautiful, but mm-hmm. it you can tell what movie you're gonna go see. Right. Uh, so Pixar really feels different, and that's because when they they signed that contract, they stated yeah. that they were going to remain separate, and Disney wasn't gonna uh, wasn't yeah. allowed I think to the go only thing change anything. So I, I'm Disney was scared. allowed to demand sequels. I think from them. I don't know. Not even. Uh, I don't. No? I don't think that they, no, because um, that's how Planes was made. Disney demanded that. Pixar make a spinoff of Cars called Planes, and Pixar said, "No, right. we're not doing that. That's not a movie that we want to yeah, make." Yeah, well, I think I think because they already made the Cars three as the sequel, like they were already like we did our sequel, because I think it was like they get to do like one sequel and one original, and they have to alternate. But I don't think that's the case though, because Incredibles two and then Toy Story four came out back to back. Yeah. So I, I, I guess it, yeah. I don't know. I think that they. I think Pixar just can make whatever they want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it does start to get tricky is when people start to be in charge of both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then you kind of have meddling with the higher-ups kind of being both in charge of Pixar and Disney. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's kind of a, a different topic. But I, I hope that Blue Sky can... 
continue to make those movies and continue to mm-hmm. be their own independent thing. I mean, even even if Disney says, you know what, we're going to rebrand you guys as this new animation studio, we're going to give you more money, and we want you to start making whatever movies you want to make and kind yeah. of... Sky's your limit. That would be so great. Because yeah. so, some of the best animated, best-looking uh, animated movies that are coming out are these kind of independent studios that aren't Disney. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you have the new Scoop movie coming out, which is completely different than you know mm-hmm. anything else that's coming out. Uh, the yep. Spider Verse movie and sequel. SpongeBob. Are... Have you seen the SpongeBob? Oh my god, so trailer? good! That one looks fantastic. It looks yeah, fantastic. They really nailed the like two D clay, right? Like stop motiony, but like, and that's a... they really found their own style, but right. Also, kind of like nodded to everything else. And that studio's in Montreal. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like it's it's not this big, high budget, you know, well known studio that's making this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I really think that if you give these artists that have a passion and an idea funding, mm-hmm. you're gonna have success and have oh, yeah. these really good, fun good artistic movies. movies, right? So yeah, as long as someone's there to like, because we've seen some of the movies like that are that are indie and they they kind of like spin their wheels in story hell for a mm-hmm. long time. So as long as there's somebody like a good director with a good like to like, yeah, like corral that, it, you get great movies. Yeah, that would be very smart if they if they took one of their you know strong creative minds at Disney or mm-hmm. Pixar and they kind of yeah brought them over to this new studio to kind of revamp it and and build them up. That would be smart, and I really hope that that is what this whole break and change in schedule is all about. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we can hope. Yeah. Let's hope together. Let's hope. Let's have a moment of prayer. Okay. Just five seconds of silence for for a prayer. For the animation gods. Okay. It's perfect. Thank you. That's five seconds, right? Uh, so speaking of small indie studios, uh-huh. uh, this is time for Joel's Game Corner. Ooh. Uh, so Valve announced, finally, a new Half-Life game. Um, I don't know if you've followed this. Did they actually like... announce it? Yes. I saw something like on Twitter and just figured it was another joke. Because no, they, no, that's been a real, joke. But wow, okay. There's there's an asterisk to this too. Oh no. Because it's a, a mobile full game? VR game. Oh. No, gosh. I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, really? A full VR game? But it, yeah, it's a VR game. So, I mean, shooters do very well in VR though. Like that's the one game that I feel can really... Like turn into a VR wow. game pretty easily because it's first person already. So boom, right. You're done. So um, forgive me, I don't know anything about video games. So basically, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Probably people are probably gonna tweet at us or message uh-huh. us if we get people angry. But Half Life One came out. It was it was pretty good. Half Life Two came out and it was a success. Mm-hmm. And the story was very good, but they didn't finish it. Right. So it was clearly set up to be like a three parter. Right. And so it became this almost like meme now that right. Half-Life 3 is being developed and people are making a conspiracy and stuff. So they finally announced a, a, a Half-Life, but people are, theor- are afraid that it's actually not like 3. Like right. it's not actually going so, to go. Because I don't think the original creator, I think they had bad touch or bad touch, bad times. At uh, so I think they split away. So I think they took the story with them. And I don't think so. Never, so I don't know if we're gonna see a true Half Life three ever. So this is just anyway. It's called Half Life A Links. Interesting. Um, so what I was going to ask, Valve does have a VR has has VR software, correct? Like the or hardware that um, they sell. 
I don't think Valve has one. No, they they weren't they weren't like teamed up I with the company. I think they're working on one. Okay. Uh, I don't. One second. I don't. Do they have one? Valve VR. Oh no, they have one here. Okay. They have their own. Uh, I don't think it because the when I think Val or, or um VR, I think Oculus or I think um, right. HTC. Um, so I don't think it's really okay. So that's that's really interesting that they would choose to make it completely VR then. Mm-hmm. But the like like Oculus and stuff work with Valve, like or Steam, right? So they, you know, what like Valve or Steam has never really been a hardware company. They've been right, software, which so yeah, wh- to them it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But it just seems weird that you would market this as a completely VR game. That is mm-hmm. this like this game that's been sought after for years now. Yeah. Um and not have any reason to have it VR, right? Like you're. I feel like you're kind of. I feel like they're kind of backing themselves in a corner, maybe with making it exclusively VR, and and you have to right. go out and buy it because I think that most people don't have that. Like I don't have a v- yeah, VR. Yeah, I don't know. Do you? I think they're banking on it becoming a thing. I think I I think this year I'll probably buy one okay. or next year. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, because it would make sense if they teamed up with like a console or something to kind of release this with a like some sort of cheap VR solution or something. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah. They announced three full VR games, so they must have some kind of plan. The other launch that's happening is Google Stadia. I don't know if you've heard or read. I've heard that but... they're doing a, a new video game console it's basically but. well it's not a console because it's a box that lets you pl- stream games right it's kind of like that xbox to... live subscription thing yeah but instead of just a subscription when you get to play some games a month you have to buy the games as well so you have to subscribe Wait. to their model you buy the machine you subscribe to their model and you have to buy the games so what and you have to have the internet to stream it so i don't what? know if it's gonna do very well that's wild but I, I heard that the the cool thing with that, though, yeah. is that you're using their servers to play the game. Yeah, but you still need the infrastructure to stream it to your machine. Right. So you, you would just you, – but you would just need to worry about the the live stream and the processing power would be done on their machines, yes. correct? Yeah. Yes. But anything more than, like, 30 milliseconds delay, right. like, you'll see lag in your game. Yeah. Because like you gotta think like if I press A on my couch, it takes a minute to get over How's, there yeah. and then come back. So that's not gonna feel good for the gamer. Well, I'm definitely curious to see how that works out. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, it's definitely like a new way to consume video games. But mm-hmm. to me, like to have games take more than like a split second to like for you to jump, that would I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And the big news, and the reason why I want to stop recording this podcast, is Pokemon Shield and Shield, and I want to go play right now. Yeah, I've actually been having a lot of fun with the game. Yeah, it's got a lot of flack on the internet, but... Yeah, um, so a lot of people have been saying it's too short, Yeah, it's not enough stuff to do, and I, I guess the big complaint is that there's only about 400 Pokemon in the game. Yeah, compared which to is the, a crazy amount. When I was a kid, it was only 151 or 150. <laughs> right. But uh, but when other games came out, like, I think it's black and white, mm-hmm. or maybe even before that, had more Pokemon in it than this game does. 
Right. And that was years ago and mm-hmm. was still on the DS. Right. So I, I I understand people's complaints, but I also don't necessarily miss it in the game. I'm sure yeah. for the people who are competitive or, you know, play the game with their specific Pokemon, I, I, I get that. Yes. But well, I mean, Bulbasaur's not there, so that hurts my soul. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the game, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like it hurts the game that much. Right. I think it I actually think betters the experience because I'm starting to use Pokemon that I would never use before, and I'm actually discovering exactly. this new place brand yeah. like like it's brand new. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I wait. So, so are you saying that other games like because this one has like 300 some or 400 some Pokemon right. in it? So, did other games in the game have that many Pokemon to catch, or did you have to bring them over from your old game? Um, I think both. Okay, so the way I understood it was like every game had like two hundred Pokemon's, but then you could you could also bring your your old ones over. Like I thought it was always a lower right. number than that. So I th- I thought this one actually had more Pokemon's because I find just running through it, I'm finding a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, th- there's a crazy amount. Um, let me see. Yeah. Uh, so in black and white, there were 156 new Pokemon. Yes. And then you can later obtain the national decks, which was four hundred ninety-three. But then, like, that's what I mean. Like those are not I actually think that in you, the game, though. I think that you can catch. Th- I I don't. I didn't play black and white, so I'm not completely yeah, sure. I think you have to bring them over from your national decks. I right. don't think. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Correct us if we're wrong again. If we're wrong, do our homework for us. Yell at us. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we just bring this up. We kind of, you know, just started talking about it. Yeah, we're just talking about it. Yeah, so I'm 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 not sure because there's 156 new Pokemon in Black and White, which is Black and White. Yeah, I think the most that has ever been introduced. I don't know because 100. How many new ones are in this one? Um, I don't know. I haven't finished the game and I went in blind, so I don't know the decks. But I that's true. But yeah, I, I heard it's I heard it's around 80 to 90. Okay. So I'm not sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I completely went in blind with this. I tried to stay as spoiler-free as I could because I really wanted yeah. to explore this place for the first time. And kind of be surprised by the Pokemon and be like, ooh, what's this little exactly. thing? Exactly. What's that little thing? And yeah, so, so far, far, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like, yeah. most of them are really fun. There have only been, like, I, I think there was one that I saw and I was like, I don't like that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one, but for, I don't don't like it for the for the most part. They've all been really kind of interesting you. and fun. Yeah, yeah. The world's charming. Yeah, I mean, there's some visuals like the character animation and like grass was so beautiful in Let's Go, and it's not pretty in this mm-hmm. one that I'm like, eh. But I don't know. It's yeah. all forgivable to me. And and I think Pokemon's, Pokemon's never been like the graphic pusher. right. Like it's never been top gear on graphic or story. I, or it's just about cute. Animals. And that's like the biggest complaint I've seen too is the fact that. Like it's not this crazy in-depth game, and it like that's why people are mm-hmm. disappointed. It's like it's a Pokemon game. What yeah, were you never, expecting? They've been, yeah, they've never been like. I guess their first like uh, stationary console games, you know? Right. I guess the it, is portable. It is like a made series. Con- yeah. yeah. But. But anyway, and some people are theorizing too that maybe the yearly Pokemon release, like instead of doing a remake next year, they're going to do a DLC for Sword and Shield. I would be completely fine with that. And I mean, yeah, usually... As long as they're not crazy expensive. Usually they will do sequels yeah. um, or remakes like two years mm-hmm. later. Like yeah. with Sun and Moon, it came out in 2016. And then Ultra. And then 2018 was Ultra, yeah. 
Yeah, which I'm not super fan of. Wait, I mean, 20, no, I feel 2017? Like, I can't remember. I feel like it was really soon, because I remember like being confused as someone that bought Sun and Moon and then being like, wait, what's Ultra Sun and Moon? Yeah, like, and I it was, like it was the same, but different. Yeah. Like, it was just a little bit improved. I feel like I had the shitty version. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just didn't finish Sun and Moon. They just put it out and yeah. they were like, let's finish it and then sell it again. So I don't, I don't quite agree with that. Yeah, and, and I'm worried that's what's going to happen with this. Like, I hope that in mm-hmm. a year or two, they're not going to... We don't get, like, the good one? Yeah. I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want Sword and Shield 2 and just have a rehash of the game. But with all the Pokemon, Pokemon in it and, you know, everything else has been updated and changed, I hope that it's just DLC content from here on out because... That would really, I think, change the game for Pokemon because they don't do DLCs. Yeah. Um, every- I think, too, like, it would uh, allow them to, like, not do an Ultra Sun and Moon, like, do a fix patch. Like, give me a, a, a thing that fixes the shitty things. Right. You know, like, th- like, you fix it in post, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, even if you did something where it was, like, big events that happened mm-hmm. where you re- start releasing new Pokemon, because they have this yeah, or- thing in, um, in the game where you can battle with other trainers and it's it's a raid so there's these mm-hmm. giant pokemon that show like up and events. yeah and, you, and yeah. you're encouraged to play with in a group with your friends that i mm-hmm. think that that's a perfect opportunity to have these events where you have okay look at we're having this kanto event where these these kanto uh dynamax pokemon are starting to show up the ones that aren't mm-hmm. in the game already so you patch them in and then you have these big events where for a limited time you can go and catch those other monsters that aren't in the game yeah right you keep and and yeah, that hopefully. way you keep you keep uh bringing people back into the game once you're once they're done exactly so yeah and you make them pay for costumes or something yeah yeah make it good take my money yeah do it do it but yeah uh so do you want to know what we're watching next week oh yes please tell me so speaking of disney plus i want to watch moana Ooh, okay uh, yeah let's do a 3d animated film we haven't done one yet right no we have not there you go. Oh, this is going to be fun. Let's dive in. Uh, 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 right. That's the fun. You did it. Boom. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. Um, we really uh, appreciate the feedback. Uh, we put out questions each week on our Facebook and Twitter. You can follow us at J&J Lose the Plot. Uh, and before we go, I do want to really quickly thank uh, the musical ghost for the use of our theme song, Swing All Night and Day. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for watching with your ears. Hey! Is that the right one? That you did it again. Another successful outro. Two out of two. All right. Well, see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.